about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 23, beginning at verse 1. Then the whole multitude of them arose and led him to Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ a king. Then Pilate asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him and said, It is as you say. So Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowd, I find no fault in this man. But they were more fierce, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee to this place. When Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked if the man were a Galilean. And as soon as he knew that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. Now when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he had desired for a long time to see him, because he had heard many things about him, and he hoped to see some miracle done by him. Then he questioned him with many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him, then Herod, with his men of war, treated him with contempt and mocked him, arrayed him in a gorgeous robe, and sent him back to Pilate. That very day, Pilate and Herod became friends with each other, for previously they had been at enmity with each other. Then Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, said to them, You have brought this man to me as one who misleads the people. And indeed, having examined him, and indeed, having examined him in your presence, I have found no fault in this man concerning those things of which you accuse him. No, neither did Herod, for I sent for I sent you back to him, and indeed nothing deserving of death has been done by him. I will therefore chastise him and release him, for it was necessary for him to release to, to one, for it was necessary for him to release one to them at the feast. And they all cried out at once, saying, Away with this man and release to us Barabbas, who had been thrown into prison for a certain rebellion made in the city and for murder. Pilate, therefore, wishing to release Jesus, again called out to them, but they shouted, but they shouted, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Then he said to them the third time, why, what evil has he done? I have found no reason for death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. But they were insistent, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified. And the voice of these men and of the chief priests prevailed. So Pilate gave silence, so excuse me, so Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they requested. And he released to them the one they requested who for rebellion and murder had been thrown into prison, but he delivered Jesus to their will. Verses 1 through 25, Luke chapter 23. Father, we thank you again for the power, the wisdom, the grace that rests upon the powerful 
story of the death, burial, and resurrection of you, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for the salvation that you provided for us, the eternal life that is now ours because we know you as Lord and Savior. And thank you for the privilege of not only having received this wonderful gift, but thank you for the privilege of having the opportunity to proclaim to the world that same message so that many others will come to know Christ as well. Lord, set us on fire afresh of your Holy Spirit with a desire and a passion to be about the work of sharing the gospel and making disciples as you've called us in the Great Commission to do. We thank you and praise you for that privilege and opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we come to you today with grateful hearts for your sacrifice, your Son coming to die as the Lamb of God on the cross for us. We rejoice in that today, Father. We're thankful for our listening family, and uh, so many of them, Father, are believers. They're followers of you, and we pray that uh, you would be near to them. We pray that they would be the aroma of Christ to those that they're around, that uh, you would use them in a mighty way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Today we will be reading through the Word, and our goal is to read the the passion uh, narratives found in the Gospel of Luke and John. But before we do, we want to share uh, one or two articles that help share shed more insight and uh, understanding about the powerful story of the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The first article, and of course, if you'd like to get a copy, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. The title of the first article is Christ, Our Passover Lamb. Exodus chapter 12, verses 5 through 7 tell us, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Again, Exodus 12, verses 5 to 7. Then Exodus 12, verse 11 and thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Again, Exodus 12, verse 11. Exodus chapter 12, verses 12 to 13. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Again, Exodus chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. And then the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 41 to 43. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother did not know it. Then Matthew chapter 26, verse 1. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings that he said to his disciples, You know that after two days is the Passover, and the Son of Man will be delivered to be crucified. Again, Matthew 26, verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. 
For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. The Lord Jesus Christ is the figure, is the key figure in all of the Word of God. He is, in fact, the Word of God. Passover is a huge topic in all of God's Word. The powerful story of the Passover first unfolds in Exodus chapter 12. From there, God clearly commands His people to observe the Passover as a feast every year. The Passover lamb is central to the celebration, and the Lord Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb. So the title and the symbol of the Lamb are one more picture to help us better understand who our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is. It helps us better understand why He came and the tremendous sacrifice He made for us. In Exodus chapter 12, the Lamb was killed and its blood was used to save the lives of the firstborn Hebrews. This happened in Egypt on the Passover. Similarly, the Lord Jesus Christ gave Himself and He died on a cruel Roman cross to make a way for us to be saved. And it is His blood that washes away our sins and makes us new in Him. It's by and through Christ that we are saved, transformed and made brand new in Him. The sacrificial Passover lamb's blood was applied to the door of a household, and that act of faith and obedience caused the quote-unquote destroyer to pass over the household allowing the firstborn of that household to live. There are many houses, there were many houses in the land of Egypt where there had been no blood applied. In those houses, the firstborn died. Similarly, when a person receives Christ as Lord and Savior of his or her life, salvation comes to that person's life. Christ's applied blood washes away our sins and God's judgment passes over us. The wonderful and powerful story of Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection is found in all four Gospels. Each account is profound, stirring, and edifying. We would be wise to take time individually and with our families to read all four accounts. Read and meditate on them. Take time to really think about the pain, the torture, and cruel death the Lord endured so that you and I could be saved. Allow them to speak to your life, your heart, and bless you. Finally, allow the story of Christ, our Passover lamb, to stir you to be a passionate witness for Christ. Every day of our lives, we should be about the work of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Every day, we should be involved in the work of making and encouraging disciples of Jesus Christ. Christ, our Passover lamb, gave himself fully and died for us. May we forever passionately live for him. If you desire to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and desire to spend eternity in heaven with him, avoiding hell, you can. And as we normally do before the at the end of the broadcast, we want to invite you to make that important decision. Again, the title of that article is Christ, Our Passover Lamb. I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and take time even now to, to share that. Again, if you're listening, and you may or may not be with us at the end of the broadcast, but if you'd like to make that step, remember, the Resurrection Day is all about Christ and the salvation he provided. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with us even now? Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I recognize that I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. I repent and turn from all my sins. Forgive me for all the wrongs I've done. I do believe you died on the cross to pay for my sins. I believe that three days later you rose from the dead so that I could be saved. 
Thank you, Lord, for loving me enough to die for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Become my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you would have me to be. You said in your word that whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord Jesus, save me and fill me with your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. And I now confess I'm a child of God, and Jesus is my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, we certainly hope that you will make it your goal to be in touch with us. If you prayed and gave your life to Christ just then, once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 23, picking up at verse 26. Now, as they led him away, they laid hold of a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming from the country, and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. And a great multitude of the people followed him, and women who also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, But weep for yourselves and for your children. For indeed the days are coming in which they will say, Blessed are the barren, wombs that never bore, and breasts which never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills cover us. For if they do these things in the green wood, what will be done in the dry? There were also two others, criminals, led with him, to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Verses 1 through 33, Luke chapter 23. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're reading through the Word of God. We'll be right back.
music from Planet Shakers with Only Way, reminding us that Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life and eternal salvation. Continuing reading through the Word of God as we pick up now in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, beginning at verse 32. There were also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. And the people stood looking on. But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And an inscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God? seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. Then the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. So when the centurion saw what had happened, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. And the whole and the whole crowd who came together at excuse me who came together to that site, seeing what had been done, beat their breasts and returned. But all his acquaintances and the women who followed him from Galilee stood at a distance, watching these signs. Now behold, there was a man named Joseph, a council member, a good and just man. He had not consented. To the decision and deed. He was from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who himself was also waiting for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen, and laid it in a tomb that was hewn out of the rock, where no one had ever lain before. That day was the preparation, and the Sabbath drew near. And the women who had come with him from Galilee followed after, and they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and fragrant oils, and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. Luke chapter 24. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. 
And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves, and he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked and they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was, while they conversed and reasoned, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were, were restrained, so that they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another, as you walk and are sad? Then, one, then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Then he, said to, then he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have, su to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? 
So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened, and supposed they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass, while he blessed them, that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising God and blessing God. Amen. End of Luke chapter 24. Then looking now in the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John chapter 19, beginning at verse 1. So when Pilate, so then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put him and they put on him a purple robe. Then they said, "Hail, King of the Jews." And they struck him with their hands. Pilate then went out again and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to them, Behold the man. Therefore, when the chief priests and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, You take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and went again into the praetorium and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then Pilate said to him, 
Are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? Jesus answered, You could have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If you let this man go, you are not Caesar's friend. Whoever makes himself a king speaks against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus out and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the preparation day of the Passover, and about the sixth hour, and he said to the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he delivered him to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went out to a place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew, Golgotha. There they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side and Jesus in the center. Now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Then many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Therefore the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but, he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, to each soldier a part, and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, woven from the top, woven from the top in one piece. They said therefore among themselves, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. Verses 1 through 26, John chapter 19. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're reading through the Word of God. We'll be right back. Chance, it's too late now 
too far gone and too ashamed to think that you'd still know my name but love refused to lend my story in that way music of casting crowns with love moved first thanks for listening to the hour of intercession here on american family radio we continue now reading through the word of god specifically reading through the uh, accounts of the death burial and resurrection of our lord and savior jesus christ picking up now in the gospel of john chapter 19 verse 25 now there stood by the cross of jesus his mother and his mother's sister mary the wife of clopas and mary magdalene when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on hyssop and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Therefore, because it was the preparation day that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers, but one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. And he who had seen, and he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, so that you may believe. For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. Not one of his bones shall be broken. And again, another scripture says, They shall look on him whom they pierced. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took the body of Jesus. And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds. Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in strips of linen with the spices as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And the garden was a new, t and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. 
So there they laid Jesus because of the Jews' preparation day, for the tomb was nearby. John chapter 20. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloths lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary stood outside by the tomb, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. 
And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. End of John chapter 20. Father, thank you again for the opportunity to read the powerful accounts of the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the privilege and the opportunity you give us also of reading together, a reading individually and reading as families. Lord, stir us, Lord, to spend more time reading and meditating on these powerful accounts and listening to you as you speak words of insight, wisdom, guidance, and direction to us as we take that time. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, we're going to take time uh, once again to share at least a portion of an article before we end the broadcast today. This next article is entitled, Four Gospels and Four Resurrection Stories. Luke chapter 24, 24, verse 34, The Lord is risen indeed. The Bible is a compilation of 66 blessed and unique books. Among those books are four we refer to as the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each of these is an account of the early life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the key figure in all of the Word of God. He is present in all 66 books. Yet again, the four Gospels share specifically about Christ's earthly life and ministry. Each of them shares a unique picture of the life of Christ. Each of them shares stories or instances in the Lord's life which may or may not be included in one or more of the other Gospels. Yet each of the four Gospels contains the story of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some might ask, why do we need four Gospels, and why, of all the aspects of his life, does each Gospel make sure to include the story of Christ's resurrection? These are important questions to consider. Why four Gospels? One very important reason is each Gospel is an account, a telling of the life, actions, and events of Christ, and each author shares his account from his own perspective. No two accounts are just alike. A reporter on the scene of an event may receive four very different accounts of the same event from four people he chose to interview. Similarly, the four authors of the four Gospels each share their unique point of view, and none of them tell their story quite the same. The four Gospels together paint a much fuller, brighter, and more detailed picture of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Each Gospel adds to our view details of Christ's love, his beauty, his greatness, and fullness. Jesus the Messiah, our Savior, the Son of Man, the Son of God, and God. So those who read all four Gospels come away with a much more detailed, fuller, and richer picture of Christ than those who only read one of the four. Each Gospel tells the story of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Each one gives an account of the events of his passion. 
They each include details of the times and events that led up to his suffering, humiliation, death on the cross, entombment, and his rising from the dead. So the story of the Passion of Christ is told four times through four different accounts. Once again, the question arises, why tell this story over and over four times? It can be difficult to read about Christ's passion one time. Why should it be told four times over with all the cruel and heavy details that each particular particular story reveals? Again, the four accounts paint a fuller, richer, and much more accurate portrait of the suffering, the torture, and the harrowing treatment Christ endured, all because he loved us just that much. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit loved the world so much that they were willing to endure all of this so that we could spend eternity with him. That was a portion of the article entitled Four Gospels and Four Resurrection Stories. Once again, if you'd like to get a copy of that article as well, the entire article, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Or if you wish to get a copy of the early article that we shared, entitled Christ, Our Passover Lamb. Again, same email, joseph at afr.net. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, once again, if you have never invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, we'd like to give you that opportunity right now. If you want to commit your heart and life to the Lord, would you simply from your heart pray this prayer with me? Remember the the message and the wonderful story of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ is a story, an account that tells us how much God loved us and was willing to, all he was willing to go through to make a way for us to be saved and spend all eternity with him. If you want to make that step, would you pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so very much that you came into the world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins and all the wrongs I've done. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, Whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to connect and be in touch with you. Once again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong and deep in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please email us to get those items again, joseph at afr.net. And once again, if you'd like to get a copy of either or both the articles we shared, again, the first article entitled, Christ, Our Passover Lamb, and the second one, Four Gospels and Four Resurrection Stories. Same email, just email us, joseph at afr.net, and we'll be glad to share them with you. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.